0: Sam Libbin in you from Old Heart Radio. It's another episode of Intune. I'm here hey with Avi. This is Lucas. I. I, I and <laughs> we're still zooming, sadly. Someday we'll actually record one of these together, but not quite yet. That'd be.
1: I I I, I that day. Yes, we all await that day somewhere on the horizon. <laughs> I know life's been good. Just oh yeah. The day to day, just making coffees here.
0: Amen. That's uh, <laughs> at least at least you're working. Yeah. All- I can speak, I can speak for the other, for our other host, Jared, that he's, he's dying. (laughs) We're we're just, we're running out of things to do unless we're, I'm in school, but even then, I mean, Mm -hmm. there's, there's going on.
1: Well, it gives us more time to listen to good music, right?
0: Oh yeah. So, um, (laughs) wow. Good segue. Sweet. (laughs) The, 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 um, so how we're going to be running the show is we're, we're, we're testing, we're running, we're running through some little things. Um, but I'll be doing, we're going to be sending each other music week by week. So this week I sent Avi a handful of albums next week. He'll send me a handful of albums and so on and so forth. So to start off, uh, mood by mild minds. how do you feel about that? Very like, very like electronic, almost a bit of it gets dancey, but then, Mm -hmm. and a bit of it gets almost like ambient. So
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Uh, overall I dig it a lot. I think that the, um, it does have a lot of diversity in terms of like tempo. Like you were saying some of it's very ambient other times it's very like definitely like almost like dance to it. Yeah. Um, it has a very like uplifting sound to it, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, and the vocals I also wanted to focus on, I really liked were very, um, very kind of like warm vocals. Uh, some of it almost sounded like uh, Kevin Parker his uh, oh, yeah, totally. vocals with tame impala um but yeah so overall it was just the sound um those are kind of like the the traits and like attributes that i picked up from it which i really appreciated
0: was it was, were there any songs in particular that you really liked
1: yeah i liked um kind of the opening to the album which uh the songs <sighs> movements and embracer yeah it just was like a very powerful opening
0: yeah embracer is a sweet song that's one, yeah. I think that's one of my favorite songs by him the about a year ago or so mild mind sort of he made a name for himself when he released um he he was before this he was a producer Mm like and this is his first real like solo work but about a year ago he released swim and that's the song that really gave him a spike and a Mm -hmm. remix for it actually got nominated for a grammy oh wow yeah so which that's and the remix was done by another artist called ford which you'll definitely hear some of in the future because i'm a huge fan but Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean when when this album came out and I actually bought this on as on a record too And it's which it totally changes it the 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 analog sound of it really opens up in that form Mm -hmm. But like listening to this album number one like great for going on a run. (laughs) This is perfect workout music Mm -hmm. and and like specifically like dopamine and I think dopamine and destinations for me they both had this cool like arpeggiating synth Going up and down, it gives it a bit more depth, and it's very wavy. And yeah. a lot of the sounds he uses are really round, and it it has like that depth of sound that you get from a full band or from a handful of from like a handful of chords being played at the same time. You know?
1: Yeah, I, I think that um, that's one of his strong suits because what I mean, one of my only critiques of the album would be that some parts definitely like kind of feel a little repetitive to me. Yeah, just because I'm not used to this uh, sort of genre as much. But he kind of counters that at times with like what you were saying with um, the arpeggiation and his um, just what he does with the sound. And I didn't really realize that it was just one person until you know kind of doing a little bit of research on the album um, and listening through some of the songs. Um, And that's a really cool thing that you can kind of like almost mask yourself as uh, you know a bigger band really are. Any
0: difficulties? Backtrack. Uh, <laughs> Just right, right after you talk, start talking about the uh, arpeggiation and masking yourself as a larger.
1: Okay. Yeah. Hey, so, we're, we're,
0: we're gonna we're gonna leave it in. We're gonna leave it in. That's, that's the old heart
1: radio way. That's that's great. I love that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no. So I mean, he uses the name Mild Minds, which is like I f- that seems like a band name. It doesn't seem like one person. So I. Yeah, so that's his strong suit, I feel, is that he's able to kind of mask himself as a full band from all of the ways that he manipulates the sound. So that's yeah. cool.
0: It almost is like, like, and this is something that I feel like applies to Mildminds, it applies to Ford, who I just mentioned, and like Odessa and Flume. It's almost like conducting an orchestra, but you don't have mm-hmm. to rely on any other people. Like yeah. everything is just at your fingertips. And just like with the press of a button, with like the setup and the laying out of a chord, It's you have all that at your fingertips and I feel like that's it lends to a uh, It lends to a kind of sound that's pretty unique and I feel like mild minds capitalizes on it
1: really well Have you seen mild minds live? I've not I've not
0: he went on tour with some with some musicians that I liked but I just I didn't Didn't uh, get a chance to go and see him Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I, I can imagine it would be like I'm pretty sure he's opening for a bunch of people at this point He's still a pretty small artist Mm-hmm. Yeah, I only came across him initially because I follow the music label that he gets distributed by on Instagram. So, so
1: th- yeah, I was going to say he's on Foreign Family Collective, which yeah. is the same label that Odessa's on. Is that right? Yeah, it's Odessa's label. They
0: actually, oh, they're, the, cool. they're, the he- they're the guys that run it. So, like, mm-hmm. there's a handful of artists I like that have been picked up off that. And that's, I would actually, it'd be interesting to talk at some point about our, the labels that we really like. Yeah. I feel like that brings together a lot of people with similar minds and similar kinds of music mm-hmm. and Actually when you said that his music was a bit samey As somebody that is familiar with like this like genre and the style It totally is like that was that is probably probably my one criticism as well That there mm-hmm. are a few songs in the album that you're like a couple songs. I think there's eight songs overall and maybe two of them. You're just like eh. Like they, these could have been cut they like can just yeah, tur- turn it into like an EP or like a short album.
1: I agree. Mm-hmm.
0: While while that's not a bad thing overall, like that's, that's to me like nitpicking on my end.
1: Right. I mean, it, it's kind of like if you're in the, the mood that it's supposed to be setting you in, you know, that wouldn't, that might not have the same effect. It might yeah. be like, it, it might feel better to kind of like stay in that zone for a little bit longer, which yeah. is maybe why he does some of the more repetitive, uh, segments yeah
0: i feel like to a lesser regard than what we talked about last week like with the parcels album which we'll talk more about later but um like it, it flows together really well you know like mm-hmm. it yeah. feels cohesive there's no th- like the sameness comes with the theme being consistent you know right so yeah that's mild minds I'm, I'm glad you liked it overall I'll, yeah he has um he has like a, another ep from about a year ago that you should check out that's just called swim and it's and there's it's swim which is on this album and then two other songs that he didn't release on the album.
1: Cool.
0: So that's yeah.
1: Yeah, that's he's, great.
0: He's a sweet up and coming artist. So dear mm-hmm. listener as well, if if you haven't checked out Mile Minds, do it. He deserves yeah. support. He's a he's great. He's a great recommend. instrumentalist. Mm-hmm. So then I also sent you uh, two albums and these are like weirdly related. I sent you Metronomy Forever and Oscar Cash Forever. So for those that aren't familiar, Metronomy they're like a sort of like synth pop indie pop band that has like a weird amount of variety in their discography from like, like synthy to like acoustic to being a bit like punky at some points. And there they released metronomy forever about six months ago. And their keyboard player, Oscar cash released his own album of remixed versions of the given songs. And it's very much like jazzy and a different take on all that. While you can still hear some of the, Musical elements that are the backbones of the other songs. You can you get a lot of. It's a very different vibe. So I want to run those off of you. See which one. See which one you prefer because they're they are sort of like two sides of the same coin.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, um, upon listening to both of them, preferred actually Oscar Cash Forever as opposed to Metronomy Forever. Um, Oscar Cash Forever is going to be more uh, instrument based, uh, oh. and I. If, I mean, maybe I'm mistaken, but I think that there are no vocals on this album. I'm pretty album. sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I kind of had a little bit of a weird uh, vibe with Metronomy Forever. Um, I was familiar with Metronomy a little bit through one of their albums from about 10 years ago, um, The English Riviera, which is a really, really, really good album. And I love yeah. it. like they're, um,
0: I'm pretty sure like if you go on Spotify, their top songs are still songs off that album.
1: Yeah. Like it's, it's the Bay and the Look
0: are, I mm-hmm. think, their top songs, which they're... Yeah. Those, that album's just phenomenal in the mm-hmm. first place. That's one of that's one of my favorite albums of uh, the of the 2010s.
1: Yeah, for sure. And so that was my only access point with Metronomy. So listening to Metronomy forever, I was kind of anticipating a similar sound, but it's pretty different in my opinion. Yeah. Um, this one is a little bit more like sardonic. Like it's a little more. Oh, good uh, word. I, yeah, that's a good description. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's like it, it's almost like sarcastic and cynical. Uh, overall like with the lyrics and not yeah, only just the lyrics but with the instrumentation and everything and just kind of like the layout of the album it all seemed and to me I don't know it kind of rubbed me the wrong way but I'm curious to hear why you really love this album well I mean it's
0: it comes from a weird place for me because like I've, I've kept up with metronomy to some regard and they've progressively evolved over the last decade and like you still get the bones of what the English Revere great. But then, like on their subsequent albums, like the one that comes to mind most is Love Letters from 2016. I want to say that album is very it, it, go, it leans a bit more into the synth stuff. And I'm pretty sure for that entire album, they old like they didn't have a drummer. They were just using drum machines. So, like they're like going into metronomy Forever. I'm aware that there's probably going to be a dramatic change in sound. But like I even was surprised by sort of like specifically with songs like Lately and like there's there's a lot of like weird tonality all over this album. Like the like synth pop of like Salty Caramel Ice Cream. Lately's a punk song. And then they have another song called Lately Going Spare later in the album that's like a weirdly like ethereal, bright, poppy song. Mm-hmm. And like it's, it jumps from place to place. I sort of love that because I'm a big Gorillaz fan. And that's like the Gorillaz bread and butter. They never latch themselves to a specific genre. So like I'm a big fan of Metronomy. I've been a big fan of Metronomy for a while. I want to watch them live. It was a phenomenal concert. But then at the same time, I can totally see why you wouldn't like that. And that's that's also why I sent these to you. I, I sort of anticipated you liking Oscar Cash forever a bit more just because it is more laid back. It is more, I won't say musically competent, but it has more of a depth and more of a consistency, a theme, and overall feel, you know? Mm-hmm. It it's feels, a little more serious. Totally, totally.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like you can tell that, that Oscar Cash really has a grasp on the fundamentals of music making.
1: Yeah, which to me is important and i gravitate a little more towards that however what we were kind of talking about before we started recording is that like um this metronomy forever album um if you're into metronomy and you're familiar with their music you're probably gonna love this yeah Um, however if you're not really familiar with your music try getting into their other albums first which i'm excited to do i want to hear because especially because they're saying that their discography is pretty diverse and then once you're kind of familiar with them and you're really into those albums you probably have a better appreciation for metronomy forever yeah
0: it's a um it's a progression akin to like Tame and Polly, you know? Like yeah. he started off super acoustic and now with the slow rush, they're getting like deep light sense and like funk from his right. like psychedelic origins. It's like there's a there's a progression that some artists take, and I can totally see like being familiar with one end of the spectrum, diving in on and they're completely different at this point. It can yeah. like it can rub people the wrong way. Especially mm-hmm. and it can, it can definitely alienate people. While like change is good, dramatic change can like ruin a ruin a base, you know? Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's, um, so, so specifically with Oscar Cash, do you have any songs that stood out to you? These, for me, his uh, his remix of The Light, uh, it's called The Wided Trumpet. That's my yeah. favorite song.
1: That was one of two that I wrote down as my favorites. Um, that one I really liked. I also really liked Mellow Brass, yeah. which is his remix of, the I guess, two songs, Lately and uh, With Sand Bay, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, both of those were just really uh very, um, what's the word, like, it's like, I'm about to use like <laughs> a coffee <laughs> drink. Very full body. Like, hey, uh, hey, it works though. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah,
0: uh, Feels like they're well-realized songs. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, actually, so that's, that.
0: that's a criticism I have for Metronomy Forever is that some of the songs on that album feel half-faked. You know, mm-hmm. it's a long album. And I feel like you would cut out like four songs Vers- versus Oscar Cash. I mean, he had the benefit of hindsight of actively collaborating with Metronomy to make that album and then taking the pieces that he had fully fleshed out ideas with. Yeah. And to that.
1: That was very cool. I am curious about the redundancy in the Trauma Forever." Like with some of the song titles, like I know. at <laughs> least Insecurity, insecurity. Yeah, insecurity. The there's, um, there's, there's lately, and then lately, frontiers going spare, and then there's wedding and wedding bells. Like there's lots of, you know, yeah. I'm curious about that. Why you decided, why so, the band decided to in watching that.
0: some interviews with those guys, they were, they sort of wanted to talk about, or the, the overall theme of the album is like the cycle of style. No. Mm-hmm. like stylistically and how they wrote that album like lately and wedding wedding bells in particular they resemble like 90s rock like night like and How they wanted and like all that's coming back now whether it's in fashion or music Like a few years ago like, Stranger Things came out. Everybody was like the 80s is fate <laughs> and now and now we're getting into the 90s and like, going up my mom who grew up through the grunge era in like the, the 80s and 90s in Seattle she's she pissed off now because she's like, this is bullshit. Everybody's, uh, everybody's going back to the style. I thought this was long gone, whether it's, in, whether it's in music, whether it's in fashion, whether it's in like how, how people consume media. Supposedly that was their idea for the album. It's just mm. this never ending cycle of, I, I won't say not um, unoriginal thoughts, but like new perspectives on unoriginal thoughts.
1: That's very fascinating. That's yeah. cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm a fan of it, but it's definitely, it's definitely got its holes. And do you have any songs that stuck out to you on Metronomy Forever as being good? Or yes. were you just like, fuck this? No,
1: I, <laughs> it was not, overall, I didn't love the album, but a couple songs did stand out to me, uh, Lying Low and Miracle Rooftop. Uh, really?
0: Yeah. So the, so the completely instrumental songs. Oh, is that, is that right? Yeah. So, <laughs> Lying Low has like, Lying Low has
1: like a vocal sample that's just like the dude to the so, mic like, whoop. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be honest here. I really am not a big fan of the guy's voice in Metronomy, And that's probably one of the reasons why. I was kind of turned off by the album maybe i'm just i don't know sometimes like, i have a tendency to be picky about like people's voices um which is a bad thing but uh <laughs> i don't know uh, that's funny i didn't realize those two songs were the <laughs> instrumentals but well, uh,
0: I, I can't blame you though because the dude's voice gets a bit whiny at some points he's got yeah. that he, he it sounds like he goes for a falsetto sometimes and then like misses it <laughs> like, like it's i mean
1: it's complimentary to the they're like instruments, you know. Yeah, it it like fits it. their sound, which is why they're so successful. Yeah, but they're a bit rough on the edges, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: It's one of um. It's complementary, but then like vocals is such like a weird ebb and flow style, Either meshes, mm-hmm. it, even if it meshes or doesn't. Some sometimes it's just like I, I can't get behind this. It's like me and billy Eilish. Mm-hmm. I don't like not not to skew too far away from the picture. <laughs> But like, I think her product, production's phenomenal. And I think her music's really well made. But I I don't really like it because of her voice. Like sure. I don't like the sort of I don't like the, the like low not not low but just that like faint voice. Yeah. Like while I can understand why people like it, I just can't do that. So mm-hmm. it's it's the same type of deal. It's just sort of it is. Oh, the one little thing. The one little thing. <laughs> so uh, um yeah, so me Forever. I highly recommend if you I mean, like like I said if you want to check that out, I would like probably go back and listen to their other stuff first. Listen to it in like a somewhat chronological order. Mm-hmm. It'll, it'll definitely make it more interesting but like specifically for me the uh the english riviera and love letters are probably my favorite albums from them
1: mm-hmm.
0: so uh after talking last week you dive in to parcels
1: oh yeah and <laughs> i dive wanna, in all right
0: we want to talk about this <laughs> yes. it's like it's like briefly here yeah so,
1: so basically um if you haven't listened to our last or you know our, our last episode which is our first one together we talked about parcels and their ep that they released a few weeks ago. <laughs> Um, which is kind of like a little bit, a little sample of a whole live album that they recorded in studio in Germany. Um, well, they just released the full live album days ago, and on youtube you can it's it's not just audio it's like you can watch them perform it in the studio it's yeah. really cool but I, I listened through the whole thing it's like over an hour long and it's so good you yeah. get to actually kind of see them in their elements um
0: which uh, before quickly, this quickly yeah. they look like caricatures the beatles like a few they do
1: the main guy uh, with the mustache i don't know his name he plays the power and things yeah he looks like george harrison like absolutely 100 uh, percent it's funny looking at the youtube comments of that because a lot of people were like this is what would happen if the beatles and daft punk were to have a baby which is So, <laughs> Parcels is
0: on Daft Punk's label.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. yeah.
0: So, they have another song. Actually, I think they performed it in that. Did you watch the whole um video? Yes. Uh, so, Overnight, that song was, they wrote it and produced it with Daft Punk. Oh,
1: it's, that's wild. That's so cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, like, you, you totally pick up on it. They just sort of have that same sort of style, like, random access memories, right?
1: Yeah. So, there was one part of that live album, which i mentioned to you. I'm trying to find uh, which song it was, but. There's a really cool moment between the two guitarists. Oh, where, it's from a Lighten Up. Lighten Up, okay, yeah. Um, where the two guitarists kind of do a, they both do a solo, um, but it's like a call and response solo. So like one guitarist will play a little bit and then the other guitarist will like kind of, will take it and, and do his own thing and they do it back and forth a little bit. And then they end up like meshing it together in a really beautiful way. Yeah, um, have you, and have you listened
0: was... to the original version of that song?
1: Ooh, maybe.
0: It's on their, it's on their self-titled album. And mm-hmm. like that is completely improvised. Like oh, it's not. In the, it's not in the song. They just had a little break in the song, and still, they'll they'll riff together.
1: Knowing that makes it even more just, just fantastic. So, and if you're listening um, to
0: this and you don't quite understand, if like music theory and the fundamentals of like playing an instrument, the fundamentals of playing with other people, it doesn't sound like much. But like how good it was, it, it's it's like god dropping. It just is so smooth. Mm-hmm.
1: You thought it, you thought it was planned. Like that's. I did think it was planned. I didn't think that you could do something that. Uh, kind of minute and that specific, improvised like that is in to me as a guitarist like that is insane. Yeah, uh, it seemed like they had planned that, but yeah. So that um, I wanted to return to that after talking about last week, um, because the EP is a segment from that actual whole yeah. live show. Uh, or it's live. like an,
0: it's like an extended version of I I know how I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So definitely recommend that to all the listeners. Yeah. I've been listening to that a lot this past week. Um, it's become a very uh, good, good album to listen to. Oh yeah,
0: and so that video—it's about an hour long. It's on their YouTube channel. It's just Parcels on YouTube. Totally worth <laughs> checking out. And like with their music, you can just put it on in the background. It's like if you want to pay attention to it, go ahead. You're all the better for it. It's super satisfying to like deeply listen to. But you can also just listen to it while doing other stuff. It's very <laughs> easy listening, and it, but it's, but it's well done. So yeah, Parcels is fucking awesome. My little sister introduced me to that band about like a year ago. At this point. Mm-hmm. And we went and watched them about a year ago as well, and um, like they put on a wicked show. And also to recommend this to you, their opener might have been the funniest shit I've ever seen. They were yeah. their opener is called the Penthouse Boys. Oh, you were telling me about this. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the Penthouse Boys, and what it's like. <laughs> look up to Avi and the listener. Look up the Penthouse Boys on YouTube because you'll find the funniest shit. I swear to God, it's it's amazing. The. Um, it's like a dude on a sampler and a dude like mumbling into a microphone (laughs) and i watched that and as and i just thought like my girl my my girlfriend's next to me and like everyone's jaw hit the floor in the audience and everyone sort of looked at each other and my girlfriend leaned to me and was just like if these guys are tuning with parcels you can be a professional musician (laughs) like 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 they were such shit it was amazing but but like the most memorable type of garbage that's hilarious
1: yeah i've seen some really really bad openers in my day um and i don't know what's ever happened to them but I've, i'm always kind of surprised when i see like a like just i mean i hate to say like objectively bad but like i've seen some like not like so mediocre great, yeah uh tour, like mediocre bands touring with like really incredible bands that's uh,
0: like i will say i will fuck around and joke about the penthouse boys but they were bad and because they were <laughs> bad they were memorable but like yeah. look ah, there was a band that toured with um when i want to watch them recently once they were called bodega and they were the embodiment of mediocre. It sounded like <laughs> they were doing Ramones covers, but like in a like the most un like just like unoriginal style yeah. possible. And what's actually fun
1: something like that, you better do it good.
0: What's what's funny is that the next day I was talking shit about them at work, and uh, Spencer Soule, a good old Jan Riffus himself, came up to me and was like talking about Bodega, and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." He goes, "I want to tour. With those guys, they're pretty nice." <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I died inside. I no. I like, like no hate to him. And like, if if you're listening to this and you're a fan, cool, dude, do whatever you want. <laughs> the um, like, yeah, the openers for like openers for shows. I can only imagine it, it has to be like a pain in the ass in the first place. Like no one knows you. You've got to yeah. art, go up in front of an audience waiting, waiting for the people they actually got the <laughs> ticket for, and you have to be. And you're told to entertain them.
1: yeah Although on the other hand, I've seen some like incredible openers sometimes that I like even more than the main band that I'm seeing, and yeah. so that's been really cool.
0: Oh yeah, totally. So, uh, oh, what was it? I oh, had I had another thought about parcels. So, did you um out of the rest of the songs, were you paying attention to like what songs were playing? I saw that in their description of the video, they had like time stamps with all the songs that they played.
1: Overall, I wasn't really paying attention to like specific song titles. Um, something about this whole live album is that almost all of it just completely flows together Um, i think
0: there's only breaks in it like every 15 minutes
1: yeah right um and so that made it a little bit hard for me to like pick up on certain tracks but besides for like the i know how i feel uh kind of like triage yeah uh, which i really really love i also really liked their last one uh i think it's called tied up right now i think it's their most popular song yeah it is it's just so catchy it's so good. oh yeah
0: it's a total earworm like it, yeah. it, 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 it'll, it'll totally catch you i'm pretty, yeah. sure, I'm pretty sure um jared her out a handful of times but mariah got that stuck in her head and like per- and then it got into her husband's head and then it was just like an endless cycle tied up right now in <laughs> their household already. for like for a few months
1: which is also my household oh I yeah <laughs> fair enough but um, i should learn it on guitar i'm just like Start playing it through the through the Ba-bum- door, through the walls, and <laughs> just make them go crazy. Dude, and
0: like how they play guitar too—that's something worth pointing out. Like, yeah, there's so many different ways of playing guitar that make it sound totally, like, totally different. This is mm-hmm. like, um, oh, why, why is it, this name escaping me? Not now, Rogers? Now, Rid- now, Riches, the the celebration guy. My, I'm totally forgetting. He featured on Daft Punk's latest album with, uh, with on Get Lucky and Lose Yourself to Dance but um he's a classic guitarist and their their style is so up that alley of like 70s sort of funk it's yeah. it's so it's so fun to listen to let me see here now rogers that's it i was right but um it's just that it's it just sounds so groovy you know and it's taking bits and pieces from a handful of different genres and like like people joke about them looking like the beatles but they're taking pieces from that they're taking pieces from like earth wind and fire yeah it's all over the place but, but it works
1: they make it their own and it becomes unique and so it's very cool
0: oh yeah i mean that's something with um like, like we were talking about earlier like the with metronomy the rotation of style like everything will come back eventually like whether or not you're creative with it is up to you like the sounds might be similar but like um if you've ever you've definitely heard about midnight city by m83 yeah um that album it's on like it's very 80s and that artist he was, he was born in the 80s and it's not, but it doesn't sound like anything from that era. It sounds like the romantic remembrance of that era, but mm. not anything that actually happened then. It's true. all like taking stuff from the past is okay as long as you then do something interesting and aren't like blatantly copying it.
1: That's true.
0: Like, um, I was listening one time when I was at when I was at my parents' house, and I was listening to Metronomy, and I think lately going spare came on, and my mom looked at me and she went, "This sounds like shitty drandran."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Yeah. yeah. I mean it can rub people the wrong way if they're like from the era that it's kind of trying to replicate. And it's just like there is a certain band, uh have you heard of Greta Van Fleet? Oh yeah. They so, sound like
0: they sound like a B side for a Led Zeppelin album.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. So it's like to some people, Greta uh it's either Greta Van or Greta Van Fleet, I don't know. But they, it's uh just like people who grew up with Led Zeppelin, uh listening to them will be like oh, who are these, like, shitty copycats? <laughs> but then people who, like, didn't grow up with Led Zeppelin, they think that they're, like, the original. Uh, it's like, but it, so it's, like, interesting to kind of see that, that discrepancy between people that, like, grew up at a certain age. Oh, yeah. And whether they can appreciate uh, musicians trying to replicate a certain sound.
0: Hey, yeah. and I listened, to, when Greta Van Fleet got their first, like, little EP of a few songs, I listened to it, and I'm we like, hey, this is cool. Like, they sound like Led Zeppelin, but, I mean, we'll see what happens when they release a full album. Then they release a full album, And it sounded exactly like Led Zeppelin. Still, and (laughs) I think, dude, continuing like definitely not a zero on Pitchfork, but I'm pretty sure Pitchfork gave it like a zero. (laughs) I remember listening to a podcast where they were talking about that. Like the reason they listened to Greta Van Fleet was because they saw a really scathing Pitchfork review about Greta Van Fleet. (laughs) Like it's like it's it's fascinating how interpretation works in music.
1: Yeah like so, take it all with a grain of salt because you know like with metronomy forever it's like you love that album i am not a big fan of that album it doesn't make it a good like a bad or like a good album you know it, nothing it, nothing's it, objective. everything is it's all subjective when it comes to music which is why it's cool that we're doing this podcast because we both have like pretty i mean we kind of listen to different things in yeah. music in know? in
0: so just like in this week's stuff i sent to you i was like cool metronomy like metronomy and oscar cash forever i was like he's probably like oscar cash forever knowing your taste and then sending out mind, I was like, this is like a 50, 50 shot. Like it might, <laughs> it might work, but maybe not. I'm glad you liked it though.
1: Yeah, I did like it. Sweet.
0: So yeah. Um, I guess we'll, we'll call that a pod. That's oh, okay.
1: right. That's a pod. That's,
0: <laughs> that's a, that's a podcast. So next week we're going to be, um, next week, Avi going to be sending me a handful of stuff and I'll be talking about what I liked about it. So we'll be, we'll be, we'll be back then. Avi, you want to oh, plug yeah. any of your stuff?
1: Uh, no, I'll pass. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> all right okay if you want to check out uh i have an instagram called lemon leaf uh check it out i've got some stuff on there if not it's all good
0: <laughs> sweet
1: um you can find me
0: at uh old heart radio on instagram old heart and space on twitter and then my personal instagram is uh casserole c-a-s-s-o-l-r-o-l-l give me a follow if you just want to see me fuck around on a daily basis <laughs> all right sweet well thanks for joining me Avi. See you later guys all right talk to y'all later